Production. Recorded live. Welcome everyone to the House of David Bible Study. I'm Pastor Keith Allen. And I'm Pastor Summer Allen. And this week we got a treat. We have Miss Mindy giving the word for the week. <laughs> right? So that's a treat because she always digs deep. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and with Claire and we'll get started and give her the floor. All right, everyone bow your heads, please. Dear Heavenly Father God, we come to you in prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We thank you in the name of Jesus, Lord God, for gathering these souls here today, Lord God, to come together before you in your word. We ask that you open up our hearts and our minds to be fulfilled, Lord God. Increase us in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We ask in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you continue, Lord God, to uplift our spirits, Lord God, to be forever joyful, Lord God, in your word. And we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, for everyone's safety, Lord God, through the night. We pray that, Lord God, that you watch over their family and their loved ones. And we just pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, for spiritual growth, spiritual discernment, Lord God, and spiritual, Lord God, ability, Lord God, to, to fight off the enemy. We pray all these things be done, Lord God, and we just ask that you bless the word that is in many tonight, Lord God. Bless her, Lord God, and, and encourage her to continue on with whatever you have to say. Let it be said, dear Lord God. We just pray, dear Lord God, that everyone receives it, dear Lord God, with an open heart and mind and understand that you are God and you are working. In Jesus' name we pray and thank you. Thank you. Amen. 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 Thank you, Keith. Oh, you're welcome. It's such a warm welcome. You're making me blush. Well, I, I don't have like a, uh, like a traditional like topic or teaching to do. Um, I just thought that I would um, just read some passages that I've been reading in Luke and just kind of give you what I've been getting on them. Um, I've just been, uh, like, just the sort of revelation I've received. Um, And I kind of wish Uncle Brian was on the phone (laughs) because I was thinking about him and, um, you know, what he said about, you know, just understanding the word, and I could kind of relate to him in that regard. So I've just been... You know, trying to find some time when I, you know, could just sit and think about it, you know. Um, so I thought it would be nice to, you know, have him hear, like, my thought process, but that's okay. Um, so I've just been reading in Luke, just kind of reading through it, um, and um, just whatever really stands out to me, I've just been really, like, just kind of focusing on it and just trying to see, like, well, what does that mean exactly? So I want to start at um, Luke, hold on, 22, starting at verse 35. Um, So verse 35, it says, And Jesus asked them, When I sent you without a purse, bag, or sandals, did you lack anything? Nothing, they answered. He said to them, But now if you have a purse, take it and also a bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. It is written, and he was numbered with their transgressors. And I tell you that this must be fulfilled in me. Yes, what is written in me is reaching its fulfillment. The disciples said, See, Lord, here are two swords. That's enough, he replied. So, and right before this, he was having the Last Supper with them. He was talking to Peter and said, Peter, you're going to, you know, deny me three times. Um, He says, Satan asked me to to sift you all like wheat. 
So do you think he's in the process of just kind of preparing them, just saying, hey, get ready, get ready. So I'm reading this, and I was confused at first reading it. I'm like, okay, well, he's saying here, okay, when you guys went out, you never lacked for anything. So why is he now telling them that they now have to get ready like, and bring all this stuff with them when they didn't have to do it before? Like, what is he talking about? And why is he saying, they're saying, here, here's some stores, and he's saying, that's enough. So... And I'll kind of like mold on this one for a little bit. And um, just what I think, this is what I got. I think Jesus was preparing them. He was telling them, look, I'm about to go up and die on the cross. That's the fulfillment of what's going to happen. He's like, I'm going to fulfill that. And you need to be prepared for what's coming. Um, and what I found was interesting is the fact when they said, look, we have some swords. And, and Jesus said, well, that's enough, like enough of that. And I'm like, well, why would he, why would he respond that way? Um, and, and I just think that Jesus is saying, well, that's enough, because they're thinking on a, a fleshly level um, when he actually meant it for something deeper. Like they were thinking like physical, like backpacks and swords and, you know, like that sort of thing. What Jesus was like, he's saying you need to think of when he said that's enough. He's saying no, you need to think about it on a deeper spiritual level. Prepare yourself spiritually for what's coming because mm-hmm. things may get hard, you know, from here. Mm. Um, so I just thought that was really, really cool. You know, how you get like a little nugget and you're like, oh, you get really excited about it. <laughs> Revelation. <laughs> one of the the nuggets. <laughs> Feel free. To, jump at any point if you get a different interpretation of it at all. Um, no, I do want to say that that was really deep, though, um, the comment that you said that thinking about things on a spiritual level rather than on a physical level, I'm thinking about that in the time of uh, that we're currently in right now, um, you know, because we believe that we're already within the tribulation because we see so many signs already. But people don't see the sign because they're looking at it in a fleshly level yeah. and not a spiritual level because it's like a lot of things people wouldn't do if they really knew or believed that we are where we are. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's about looking about where we are, keeping your eyes open. Like he says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. So it's, it's about hearing spirit of God, listening to him, following his voice, you know, being led by the spirit, walking and talking in the spirit. So, yes, I agree with you. It seems like he was pretty frustrated. <laughs> well, well, Ben and I were talking about it, and he, he, he got something different from it. Okay. But he's like, he's like, no, I think that Jesus did mean it, literally. Like, you're going to go out, you're going to need to prepare, you know, you're going to need your swords. And when they said, look, we have two swords, he's like, he's saying, that's enough. You have enough swords. you got two. Mm-hmm. So that's how he was seeing it. So mm-hmm. I just find it interesting what, you know, different people get from mm-hmm. from the scripture. But I'm like, well, that's what I got <laughs> when I was reading it. I think yeah. he was also saying that Jesus was the word. And as long as you keep the word, right. you keep him within yeah. you, you will yeah. lack nothing. Okay? Yeah. But if you stray from him, then you're going to need this. And he knew that they would start once they were gone. So yes. I get all of that. Okay? Oh, well, yeah. There's a lot of meat to that. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So I, get so I guess he gets both of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
guess he probably did. I think Jesus probably did mean it literally too, like to be prepared. But yeah. I think with everything Jesus says, there's always more to it, you know, than meets the eye. Did you have something, Keith? Yeah, I do got something. Um, well, God had something, not me. Uh, <laughs> when you're reading, when you're reading this, he's first telling them, "When you went out, and I sent you out without first his scripture shoes, you like? Did you like anything?" They said, "No, we didn't like anything." Right. But now, remember, there's a scripture say, "Once you come into the knowledge thereof, you are responsible for it." So he's telling them something that now you have something, you are equipped with something. Because he said he will not dwell with man forever. So when he's gone, we need to be equipped with something. Because mm-hmm. as, as long as he was here, he was taking care of business in the flesh. Okay, but now he's gone out of our presence in the flesh. I'm going to keep saying in the flesh. He's gone out of our presence. So mm-hmm. now we have to do his work. And in order to do it, we have to be increased. Mm-hmm. And this is why he's telling them. And, and if you read the, the country, not the contradiction, but the, the reversal of those words in verse 36, he says, Then said he unto them, But now he that hath a person. Mm-hmm. He said, Before I sent you without it. He said, so, But now for you that who have one, let him take it. And likewise, his script. And he that hath no sword, let him sell his garment to buy one. Why is he saying that? Because in verse 32, but I pray, but I have prayed for thee, that they, that that thy faith fail not. Mm -hmm. Telling them something like, when I am gone, I need you to make sure you're standing strong. But what I am putting into you you need to make sure that you're well equipped in this thing that I ain't putting in you. In other words, well versed, well learned, mm-hmm. okay, fasting, praying, and, and forever seeking Him. Uh, I don't know if you was going to go any further than that, um, but I had wanted to read um, a few more scriptures that He said to them concerning this, if you don't mind. Sure. I'm not trying to take up your lesson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here you are. Here you are. Just joking. Anyway, so he says, when he went to the Mount of Olives to go pray, mm-hmm. there was something that had to be done there. And his disciples also followed him. And when he was at the palace, he said unto them, Pray that you enter not into temptation. You're still my thunder, Keith. My fault. <laughs> Were you going that. there? Were you? Yeah. Okay, let her go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I mean, that's exactly where I was going. Because I was reading in the, 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 uh, the next part is when they're in the Mount of Olives and they're praying, and Jesus says, pray that you will not fall into temptation. And that's, exactly, that's kind of like what stood out to me. Because in any sermon or anything I've read about this particular excerpt, nobody, at least nothing that I've come across, like I haven't heard anybody talk about that particular line, pray that you don't fall into temptation. And I was like, well, why is he telling them to pray not to fall into temptation? So I think it's just um, that they don't, like Satan is going to prey on their weaknesses. 
Mm-hmm. And he's saying, pray that you're not, that you don't fall back into um, your old ways. Um, mm. That they wouldn't, like, take you, like, you, what could you do? Like, you could take the easy way out because you're going to have a lot of persecution. You're, you have fear that, you know, after Jesus is crucified, what's going to happen to me? So you just kind of, you could forsake the gospel out of fear. Um, um you know, that they fall prey to whatever their weaknesses or whatever Satan is tempting them with, then it could diminish the, the power of their ministry. Um, um, if they, and if they weren't strong, if they weren't holding strong, they're going to be able to bear what was going to come next. So if they don't fall prey to, to temptation, to pray that you don't do that. So I don't know if you were going to say the same thing, Keith, but <laughs> that's what I was uh, getting at. I was going to the Lord's Prayer. Oh. Mm-hmm. He says, when you pray, this is what he told them. Remember earlier he told them, when you pray, pray this. Mm-hmm. And when he gave them the Lord's Prayer, he says, our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And he was in the mouth of all of us. He said, not your will, not my will, but your will be done. Right. Okay? What else is in that prayer? Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Mm-hmm. Okay? And it says it, later in that verse, the angels came down and they actually strengthened him. Mm-hmm. And when they strengthened him, he prayed more. And that's when he started sweating blood. So the Lord's Prayer is what he's actually recited in the, in the, in the Mount of Olives. That's interesting. He's going there, and, and, and that's what he's saying. Deliver us from evil. And that's why he told them when he came back, can you not just pray with me for one hour? Yeah. But- sleeping on the job, they're falling asleep. That's what he's saying. You can't fall asleep right now. The time is now. But there's an underlining part. Can I add that? Add to this. There's an underlining part to this, though, too, is is that he's he's telling you that okay, now you have a purse, now you have a sword, now you have all of these things that can tempt you that you did not have before. Mm-hmm. So he's saying that while you have these things, hope you know, pray that 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 you don't enter into temptation because you have it. Right. Okay, it's kind of like what he's saying, even too, where where he's trying to teach them because you're in the world, don't be of the world, right? And he's also telling them, you know, to he's going to be gone for a while, so you have to learn how to live and be faithful to what you know God has taught you, even though you have something. You see what I'm saying? Without him, without physically being there. Because that's probably what he, you know, a lot of people say that we have a great test because of the fact that we've never seen God and we still have to believe in him. But I think that the great, I think that it's a greater test to have walked with him and him being, being gone, to have had experience that experience and then him to be gone, to continue to go on year after year after year after year without him and holding up that, that faith, you know. That you that you watched him that you watched him die you did watch him ascend as well but having that carrying that faith and so I mean that's the thing too in 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 times you know uh, actually I was telling Lena this the other day I was praying um, before I had came to work and I have found myself saying because you know it, it has been a little while Lord I miss 
I miss you. I miss your voice. Because there are times in your walk with God where he is literally silent. And you're saying, God, please, I just want to answer. Please talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. I just need you to touch me. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, I, I just want, I just, I, I feel disconnected, you know? And so at those times, and that's the time that's probably happening with the, the, the disciples there, too, is that disconnect. And how to stay strong and stay, you know what I mean, stay completely and utterly strong in, the, in that time of disconnect. Mm-hmm. This is about their faith. And their faith, faith comes by what? Hearing, yeah. hearing, hearing what? by the word of God. The word of God. Mm-hmm. The word. When he left, they didn't have the word with them. They didn't walk with them anymore. Oh. It only came like I was saying today when I was writing something. The word only comes by revelation. Mm-hmm. Now, after he oh. left, it only came by revelation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Because uh, that is the time where you feel closest to him when you get those revelations. So you got to have that faith, and your faith is your power. We talked about that last uh, last week. Okay, so they needed that. He had to tell them what was going on. But Jesus always spoke in parables. That was kind of a parable that he told them too. Okay, but he left it to them to figure it out. <laughs> Jesus did that a lot. He, you know, he did speak in parables. Okay. It's just interesting to hear, like, what everybody gets from the same thing, you know? Yeah. 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 So, um, I think the next part I was going to go through was, um, uh, this is in Luke 23, um, starting at verse 26. And this is when he is being led out to be crucified. And someone, uh, it's uh, Simon the Cyrene is carrying the cross for Jesus, following him up the hill. And there's all these women, like, just crying and weeping for, um, weeping for Jesus. And he says to them, daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the childless women, the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For, the pe- for if people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Wow. Well, wow. I, you know, I'm still mulling over that one. Wow. So <laughs> feel free with your... Uh, with your revelation, but I, I see this as something, um, and talking to Ben, he's saying, well, you know, this could be just, he could be referencing what's, you know, going to happen to these people in their lifetime, because within 40 years, Jerusalem is going to be sacked, you know, the, you know, they're going to flee the city, you know, um, the Romans are going to demolish the city, so it could just be referencing that particular time, um, but I feel like it's referencing, like, the, the tribulation and the end times, like, even further down than that. That You know, because mm-hmm. even when it's green, like, so we have God with us, mm-hmm. and yeah. all evil is happening, mm-hmm. and when, when he's gone, what's going to happen? <laughs> you know, like, how much more terrible is it going to be mm-hmm. if he's not there? Mm-hmm. Um, Excuse me. Excuse me. Can, can you tell me uh, what, what, what in Luke are we at? 
We're on Luke, uh, the 23rd chapter. And we, we, that was uh, verses 26 through 30. Uh, 31. 31. 26 through 31. You got it? Yeah. Okay. Even when you like first get get saved, where you're so zealous, everything is great. Oh, Jesus, 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 everything is Jesus. You can feel him, you can see him. You know, everybody around him, you start seeing him everywhere. You're so high, you know what I mean? And then it starts to taper off a little bit. You know, after after a while, you start you start to not be so high on things. Life life situations start to happen, things like that or whatever start to to happen in your life. And you kind of like taper off a little bit, and then it's like a roller coaster. You know what I mean? At times you're really, really high, and other times you don't. You know, you don't have that that connection. It's like that time of disconnect. You know, of having to, of having to live by faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to add to this because there's a scripture that don't go into where it is. I just know it by 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 memory. Okay. That states that. There will come a time when people will, will try to hide in caves and hide under rocks. Revelation. 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 When it comes to time. So this is what this is speaking of. It's saying that they, they, they know it's going to come a time where they're going to be judged and condemned and all this stuff is going to be happening on that terrible day that in which Satan is, is le- uh, released and he's causing all this havoc. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's saying, don't weep for me. Weep for yourself and your children because there's going to come a day when something even worse than this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's telling them. That's what he says. They, they, they will ask for the mountains to be moved. In other words, let rocks fall because they're trying to hide. They're trying to find a, a hiding place from the judgment mm-hmm. and from the uh, from all the, um, the turmoil, turmoil that's going to be going on during this last day. Yeah. And, and that dryness and for greenness, people do everything they can. Like when it's good, we we you know we hollering out. When it's bad, we weeping. We we ain't got nothing to say to God. That's why he's saying, you know, to the green tree, you can you can you can praise it because it's, it's bearing you fruit. You you can you can grab something from it. But when it's dry, what will you do? Mm-hmm. When it's all tied up, what will you do? Great test. Yep. So anyway, that is another little nugget. <laughs> good. They they apply. Yes, it does. Um, so that's our, you know, I've been just reading through. So let me see. The next thing I wanted to read was the, uh, on the road to Emmaus. So that's Luke 24. Um, starting at verse 13. 24, 13. 13. 13. Yes. Uh, and I'm going to read the whole thing, but there were two, it just tells the story of the two men who, after, um, you know, Jesus had passed and um, they were going, they were leaving Jerusalem to go back to a town of Emmaus. And um, 
they were walking and they were talking and they were just very disappointed about what had happened. And then a stranger appeared to them on the road and was talking with them and explaining to them, um, like saying that he says here, this is verse 25 I'm reading. He says, how foolish are you and how slow to believe all the prophets all that the prophets had spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Um, and the beginning, and beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. So then they get to Emmaus, and they, he was about to, the strangers about to walk on, and they said, no, 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 come eat with us. Mm-hmm. And um, so then they, uh, Jesus comes and eats with them, and he breaks the bread, and he thanks it, and that's when they realize that he is, like, oh, that's when they realized it was Jesus. But what I find interesting, as soon as they realize that it was Jesus, he just disappears. Like, like why, did you, why did you disappear? <laughs> What's up with that? Um, so I thought that was very interesting. But I think what I was getting from that is, you know, when God gives you a revelation or you realize that this is what he wants you to know, um, then you need, you're responsible to do something with that. Mm-hmm. At that point, so he so he retreats, and you you take that, and you um, I guess you just run with it because they went they were like wow what what just happened and they ran all the way back to Jerusalem to tell everyone that they saw Jesus. Mm. Um, I just thought that what I also was thinking like sometimes when we're we're mulling over something or we're going through something. God can be speaking to us in very um, a lot of various ways, and we don't realize that it's God, you know, like that's really implanting something in our heart until like after the fact, um, or we question it, you know what I mean? We question if this is really coming from God, like me, my recent experience, like what do I do with my job? It, you know, in my heart, I knew, um, I kind of felt that he was directing me, leading me in a certain way, but I was questioning it, and then it had to be confirmed in me, you know what I mean? So, anyway, that's what I was getting from that, you know, whatever you guys, um, I'd be interested in your thoughts on that as well. Like, why did Jesus disappear <laughs> as soon as they realized it was him? I got one thing, unless somebody else has something. I, I, I was going to say something. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was reading down, and uh, verse forty-five is actually good, and I and I want to read this actually for my uncle Brian since he since he joined. Oh, <laughs> that um, we're reading Luke twenty-four and verse forty-five says, "Then opened he their understanding." that they might understand the scriptures. So that's actually a good scripture for you because you can pray that scripture. Um, And when you pray to ask God to open up up your understanding, you know, just pray the scripture. But I think that to answer your question about him disappearing is, is that he had came, he had opened up their understanding to the word to let him know that that was his connection 
you know, to, to them. If you want to find me, if you want to seek, you know, seek for me, like he has said, feel me, touch me, you see, see that I'm real. Remember he said that? Mm-hmm. And then he started feeding them the word. And, and having them to, to know that. And then he even asked them, what, do you have any meat? He's trying to, t- trying to tell them to, you know, to seek for me, you know, seek for that meat of the word, seek for me, try to, you know, try to find me there, find me in this word. And when they could um, understand and connect with that, because he says, and that he pre- that he were, and the that the repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name. He started telling them to go preach to other people, you know, and and what I'm showing you and what I'm what I'm telling you, preach it to other people. So that's why he he was trying to keep them on mission, you know, mm-hmm. so to to let them know. And then that was it, you know. He didn't have that else, you know. That was, that that was it. He he. It said in verse fifty one, and it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them. Oh, okay. parted from them and carried up into heaven. I love that part because that shows you how how Jesus descended and ascends. He descends yeah. and ascends constantly, even after the time where they said that he had already ascended. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's deep. Mm-hmm. Did you add something, Keith? Yeah. Um, in that scripture, and we talked about this last week. I know most of you guys wonder we was talking about faith and how faith is a power that works within us. Okay? All Jesus comes to do is to confirm your faith. Mm, there you go. Just like in Revelation, he comes... During judgment date, he comes to confirm your faith. As he said, you'll be you'll be judged. In other words, where's your faith? How much of it do you have? How strong is it? Um, just like like I said last week, it was a great one. There, I wish you guys could have made it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about everyone, just about everyone who went to Jesus, went to him believing that they could be healed. And you notice the words that he used most of the time was. Your faith has made you whole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't him that was doing the healing. It was their faith. It was their faith that did the healing. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's like these guys, when you're reading through the scripture in, 20, in, in chapter 24, you're reading through here, and it, it was their faith that they had a little conversation saying that they believed that he was the Christ that came to redeem Israel. They believed in him. So when he sat down and he broke bread with them, he, in other words, and that's why they said, you know, did you not feel our hearts burning mm-hmm. when he was speaking this to us? And that's how they got that openness of understanding. Mm-hmm. Because they believed mm-hmm. that he was. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the answer to the same question to you about, you know, the wondering in your heart whether I should, and it wasn't like, should I have faith to make this move in my life? The question was always, should I believe it? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you answer that question in your heart, should I believe it? Yes, I should believe God. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And answer, that's just a simple answer. Yes, I should believe him. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Can I say one thing? Yeah. On top of what I was trying to say, because... This is what was important for us last week because, again, that scripture 
just resonates with faith and what's going on. And first, uh, you don't have to turn there. I'm reading out of uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Okay? It says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, God, that is. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That's the scripture we read last week. Wow. This reward is confirming. Jesus is what our mediator to God to confirm our faith that we are righteous enough to enter into heaven. Mm-hmm. He is the one that vouches for us. When you say when you say confirm our faith, is that just just mean um, prove that it's real? Yes. Like prove that we really do believe. Is that what yes. that means? Okay. Step out in your faith. Yeah. You have to act. You have to make an act. Like they would say, they, they would come to Jesus. They put out works as dead, so there has to be an action within your faith. Action. It has to be Just like the action that you made. You made an action. Just like you were talking about as far as in Revelation, how you were talking about with the word and you were trying to um, teach Uncle Brian before we were talking and you were saying that, okay, you have to start reading and then God will come in and meet you and open your understanding, right? Or he will give you revelation of the word. It's the same thing. When I have an act of faith, I am stepping out on faith. God will undergird my faith. Because even sometimes, some things people ask for or did it, uh, it wasn't something that God had planned for them, but he blessed them anyway because why they had faith in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, who was that who, who wrestled with the... Um, with the angel, with that uh, Jacob, Jacob, Jacob it wasn't, he wanted the blessing. You see what I'm saying? It was a blessing that he wanted. It wasn't a blessing that God said he had for him. He mm-hmm. just saw the angel was like, well, I'm going to wrestle you. I'm going to fight you until you give me this blessing. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was like, I'm about to take it. I'm about to take it by force type, type thing, right? Because well, Jacob had a reputation of, 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 of uh, fighting for his blessings. So. <laughs> well, so, God honored that because he believed that if I do this thing, that this will be my outcome. You see what I'm saying? Because I believe and I know that God is a blessing God, right? So if I wrestle with you, I'm going to get it. You see what I'm saying? So it's the same thing in our life. Some things, some things, not everything, because it's up to God and God's judgment of whether he's going to honor that, that, that request. You know what I mean? But he loves absolutely loves your faith, that if you go out and you just do something by faith, he, he said, I will, I will bless you. And there's even another chapter, I can't remember, it's Galatians or whatever, where it's like a whole chapter where he says, by faith. No, uh, that's in Hebrews. Is it in Hebrews too? That's in Hebrews 7, I was reading. Where he was like, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went into the fire by faith. You know, Ruth went out into the, you know, into the desert by faith. Everybody did it by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. So, you know, he, you know that's what he was trying to even feed the, um, the disciples here to try to tell them to do this on your faith. Your faith is your meat. That's what you consume is your faith. That's good. Yeah. Sorry to miss it. <laughs> it was good what I'm telling you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anybody else have anything to add? 
Anybody on the phone? Is that Nadira on the phone? Yes. Hello. Oh, that's you. Do you have any questions, Nadira? Um, no, I'm just going along. Okay. All right, Uncle Brian, Lena. No. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That the last one that I I had was the one that you just talked about, Summer. Was oh, sorry. <laughs> you did it again. No, it's okay. Um, the way you opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. That really, that's what really like stuck with me. Right. Then it's like you understand, like you can't understand things on your own. You have to open, kind of like the flesh and the spirit. You have to open up your mind to like the spiritual understanding, mm-hmm. like really seek it. I think, like, really seek it and um, search it out because you're never. I don't think you're going to see beyond the words on the page unless unless you do that. Yeah. So anyway, but we already hit on that. So, but that's all I had. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have to start from the base. You can't start on yeah. top. Yeah. Okay? You got to start from the bottom and work your way up to the top. God ain't just going to give you no top-tier stuff when you don't know the basics. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you have to go to school. Mm-hmm. You have to stay in the Word. Okay? Mm-hmm. Don't try to reach for the stars before you can reach for the top of the ceiling. Well, that's true. And then he also tells them in verse 44 of uh, Luke 24, he says, And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all the things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. So he's trying to tell you to look for me in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. He, he literally, like, you know, it, it was almost like uh, you know, a cheat sheet. <laughs> You know, he came down and gave him a cheat sheet, like, read these. Read the Psalms. Read the scriptures. Read about me. You know, read the fact that that, that it was said that this would happen. Mm-hmm. It would make you even believe even more, you know. So that's why it's important for us to consistently read the word of God always because it's going to continue to increase your faith um, and uh, uh, build up your faith, you know, and make you strong. Mm-hmm. It's, your, it's your spiritual muscle. Well, just to add to what um, Glenn was saying is, I think it's evident, <laughs> like, because I'll get, I get something from the scripture, but then, like, you three, you, like, expound on it. You go, like, a whole other level, and I'm like, I did not get that. So I think it's evidence, like, mine is, like, this, this small step in understanding, and you guys have, have this deeper, you know, so. <laughs> you know what? That's like when I first started reading the Bible. I always read it over and over from beginning to end because every time I go back through, God adds just a little bit more here and a little bit more there. And every yeah. time I come around again, there's something new he didn't show me to not take away what I learned, but to add to what I've learned. Yeah. Build on top of it. That's how God works. Okay? You stay in the Word and you keep at it, and he will just add to it as you're able to consume they go from milk to some meat. That's mm-hmm. why I work with that. Okay, you got to stay in the word. It's, it's number one. Okay, and it's important for you also too to pray in the spirit constantly. Pray in the spirit because when your when your spiritual man is built up, then you can receive revelation in his word. It, he can, it's, it's like the blinding light of Paul being thrown off the horse. 
you know, by, by, you know, just the word of God, his voice, you know, it, just speaking to you through the word is by the spirit. But if you can't identify the spirit, then, uh, then you can't hear the spirit, you know. So it's about praying in the spirit of God even before you read or even during while you're reading. You know, if you don't receive or understand something, stop praying. Ask God for revelation. If there's no revelation in it, keep reading. Stop pray. Ask God, is there any revelation? I mean, that's like your spoonfuls, like you were saying, like the baby steps and stuff. That's your spoonfuls to, to stop and pray and read some more, you know. I know I've done a lot of that asking God, my like, God, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, what do you yeah. say? Yeah. What do you me? Okay. Yes, Keith. I said it a hundred times without having said it a million times. Psalms and Proverbs. Amen. You want a day each. Mm-hmm. Wisdom gets you understanding. When mm-hmm. your mind is is trained and focused to think in a way in which God has given David and Solomon the wisdom which they asked for from him. Well, amen. Think about this. That is the wisdom that came from God that is printed down in these pages. Your mind starts to turn in that way and, and see see things a little more brighter than what is normally seen. It shines a light on it like you haven't seen before. Think of that wisdom, and literally that wisdom will turn your, your, your eyesight when you're reading the other scriptures, and you will mm-hmm. see things deeper than what you, you've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. Wisdom is very important, but the, the the key thing to wisdom is getting the understanding of the wisdom, mm-hmm. and that's where you will again. That's why God said, "Okay, I see you're seeking, you're trying to get deeper here, and He's gonna drop something on you, and you're gonna be like, wow. You're gonna be like me, like when I first started this, man. I I was writing, man. I just couldn't stop writing. I didn't even want to type. I literally wanted to put a, a pen in my hand and just write. But that's what it does to you. Mm-hmm. you wisdom. I'm trying to tell you. You've got to have it. Sometimes you can ask God, too. He, cause he oh, yeah, I'm not saying that. But I'm just adding, I was just adding to what you're saying. You can also ask God for wisdom. Pray. Ask him. You know, because he said if you seek, if, if, you, if you want knowledge, um, ask him, and he'll give it to you liberally. He'll give it to you bountifully. Just ask him. But ask in faith. And you need more, but you have to empty the bottle. 
you can't let it. You can't keep it in the container. You have to let it out. God gave it to you for a reason. Mm-hmm. It, it must be spilled. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do this uh, on, on your spare time if you guys got the time. On your spare time, look up a uh, wine skin. I remember that. I know what you're going 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 with that. Just look it up, and I'm not going to say anything about it. Just look up wine skin, and you're going to get it with you to talk about the wine skin. Yes, that goes exactly with what I was just saying. Okay. You, 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 exactly. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. I want you to look it up and, and see for yourself what Jesus is saying. And you look up the wine skin and you'll see how you need to be in Christ. So, we will let Mindy close out her study. We've taken it over. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I, I think that's pretty much what I had. So. Um, just kind of wanted to share with you what I've been reading and um, what I've been getting. So uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. <laughs> uh, thank, thank you for opening up those topics. And they're, they're very good topics for us to focus on um, when it's needed. Uh, so we appreciate you. Well, thanks. <laughs> appreciate all of you guys. Yes. Lena, Uncle Brian. Whoever's on the line. Nadira. Nadira. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we, well, next week, guys, um, 12 yeah. tribes, of, tribes of Israel. The uh, meaning I, of each uh, 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 of each tribe. Hold on. The meaning of each tribe's name. Hold on. Nadira, did you say something? Yeah. I, I couldn't really hear you. You said something. Oh, you couldn't Oh, he was just, um, um, Pastor Keith was just saying thank you for coming. Oh, oh, thank, no, no problem. Thank you. Thank you for today. <laughs> okay. And, and next week we're going to be um, studying about the 12 tribes of Israel. So if you want to look that up, you can always look it up. Uh, you can always Google it, number one. You the know, meaning that might of be the name. The meaning of the name of the 12 That's tribes of, of Israel. No Wikipedia. Don't use Wikipedia, <laughs> but you can Google it to try to find out information, and it can definitely tell you um, what scriptures to go to to read about it. Well, I'm just trying to just tell her so in her personal study, and um, uh, so that you're kind of a little bit prepared too for next week. You can read ahead. Okay, it'll be easier easier just to follow, you know. And yeah. uh, we'll try. To, if you want to send me your email address, I'll give you the um, the, the study that we have because we, we kind of like send out um, like you know what we're what we're doing beforehand to make it easier for you. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. It's in the blessings. Let's not give out secrets. <laughs> All right. Yeah, the floor is right. yours, Melinda. Uh, you want me to pray out? Yes, please. Oh, boy. Okay. You should be excited. <laughs> I don't know why I get nervous praying out loud. <laughs> All right. Uh, dear Lord, we just want to thank you for this day. Um, for the opportunity to gather in your name um, for all the revelation. Um, Lord, thank you for Summer and Keith for putting this forum together. Um, Lord, we just pray that um, 
the word settle in our mind and our hearts. Um, I pray for deeper revelation and understanding as each of us go and um, read and do our own studies, Lord. Uh, and Lord, I pray that you bless us for the remainder of the week. Um, help us to remember to keep you first in everything that we do. We pray all these things to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Thank you. Said, you guys, be safe out there and have a blessed week. Thank you again for joining us. It was good seeing you guys. And Yay, you too. Be safe. All right. Bye, Dave. Take care, guys. <laughs>